0: Welcome to Navigating the Modern World. I am your host, Kimberly Johnson. I am a life coach and a sex coach. This podcast was made for you, for you to get the most out of your life. We as human beings are made to win. This podcast offers a perspective in life that has you win, no matter what the challenge or outer circumstances you find yourself in. If you want to learn more about my work, you can go to KimberlyCoaching.com. Welcome. Hello and welcome to episode 81 of Navigating the Modern World. I am so excited to just be making this episode today. I just returned from a seven-day silent meditation retreat and... I'm assuming that the next few episodes will be a processing of that retreat as I reintegrate into my day-to-day life and experience here as a human being, living in Denver, doing my work, having relationships, living my normal kind of life and existence. And today's episode is about people is about our interactions with people and why it matters. And I named the title of this podcast, leaving people in awe, because we all have a deep desire to be connected to people and to make a difference. And when we leave people in awe, we truly leave them in a state of being present to their truest nature, to the nature of the beauty and awe of the world. When somebody is in awe, the conditions that they are left in is the perfect condition to see truth, to see love, to rejoice in life. And I want to start today's episode with a poem. This poem is by a woman named Ellen Bass, and it's called, If You Knew. What if you knew you'd be the last to touch someone? If you were taking tickets, for example, at the theater, tearing them, giving back the ragged stubs, you might take care to touch that palm, brush your fingertips along the lifeline's crease. When a man pulls his wheeled suitcase too slowly through the airport, when the car in front of me doesn't signal, when the clerk at the pharmacy won't say thank you, I don't remember they're going to die. A friend told me she'd been with her aunt. they just had lunch, and the waiter, a young gay man with plum black eyes, joked as he served the coffee, kissed her aunt's powdered cheek when they left. Then they walked half a block and her aunt dropped dead on the sidewalk. How close does the dragon's spume have to come? How wide does the crack in heaven have to split? What would people look like if we could see them as they are, soaked in honey? Stung and swollen, reckless, pinned against time. When I first heard this poem, it was by a man named Jack Cornfield, And I really, really love, he's a Buddhist Vipassana teacher and a Buddhist insight meditation teacher, and he's just like really... Just has a spirit about him. When you interact or come into contact with anything he does, whether it's a podcast or whether it's um, a you know an article he has written, you really get the essence of who you truly are. And I started getting curious about it. And I heard him read this poem, and it really struck me. Like the question, the very first question. What if you knew you'd be the last to touch someone? Like, what if you knew that every time you came in contact with another human being, that you would be the last person they had contact with ever on this earth? Would you treat them differently? Would you speak to them differently? Would you look at them differently? And this inquiry, like, broke my heart open. And so I've been contemplating it. I've been thinking about it. And I was thinking about, in what ways can we leave people in that kind of awe? So there's, of course, like bringing up that inquiry. Maybe like bringing it up more often, asking yourself that question when you meet people or interact with people. Like what if I'm the last person to touch them, either physically, like truly physically, or even touch them in just our meeting and how I gaze into their eyes and how I speak to them. And then I was thinking, what are some other things that we could cultivate To really leave people in awe of who they truly are. Leave people seeing themselves fully. And so a few things came up. The first was really listening to another person without needing to respond or fix or judge or evaluate, but really listening to another human being. On this retreat that I was on there was this exercise that we did where we shared and then someone listened and they listened without saying a word they just looked at us and they stared into our eyes as we spoke and we shared from our heart and it felt so connective even though they weren't saying anything it felt connective I felt heard It was so beautiful and what if we could practice listening to people without thinking about what we're going to say next without needing to fix what their maybe challenge in life is without needing to prescribe something to them that we think would help them but really just holding a space where that person understands that they are heard and seen And, um, my Buddhist teacher at this retreat said something really beautiful. He said, listening is actually the bridge between our mindful practice. So like a meditation and our everyday life. Like when we listen, it is an act of meditation to really hear someone and place our direct attention on them. And that to me is so beautiful and I could see how it would leave someone in awe of who they are, like I'm heard, and who you are. The other thing that came up was looking at this person in awe of them, like really being in awe of them looking at their face and their facial features, that this is a unique human being that is not only completely unique, but also completely connected to you. And so their face is different than your face. And really like maybe even take a minute to look at their hands and their eyes and think about a few things. Think about What have those eyes seen in this lifetime? What has their hands touched and experienced in this lifetime? Thinking about all the things that this human being has gone through and that they, like you, have felt joy and they, like you, have felt complete sorrow and sadness. And they, like you, are a complete, beautiful human being. Like really getting interested and curious about the person, like being in awe of everything they've lived and done and said and seen and touched and created and mourned. How many tears have those eyes cried? How many deaths have those eyes seen? How many hands have those How many children have those hands touched? How many pieces of food have those hands created? Like really getting curious and in awe of the being in front of you. Another thing that came up was allowing yourself to share with this human being. So after you listen and you take them in, Then opening your own heart and sharing yourself just as authentically and honestly and vulnerably. Not making it have to mean anything, not being worried about what they'll think, not being worried about holding back, but truly opening your heart and sharing with them who you are. How often do we do that? How often do we take the time to pause and say, what could I say right now that is truly an expression of who I am? So I can not only share in this person like how they shared to me but like really give myself fully to them in this moment and you probably know this you've been around somebody who who shares like really shares like you know who they are by the things that they say you know who they are by the way that they show up in the world. Like they are sharing who they are as a gift. And getting curious about how you too can share yourself as a gift to this person and to humanity. I want to touch on if someone might annoy you or bother you how you can also leave them in awe first of all the people that challenge us the most are our greatest teachers because when people are nice and kind it is actually really easy to be nice and kind when people are how we want them to be it is easy for us to show up how we want to be But when people don't act how we want them to or expect them to, that begins to create the space to practice. Like really practice. And how we can do that, how we can leave those people in awe too, both not only leave them in awe, but us be in awe of them instead of being annoyed by them, like really choosing, like, I'm going to find awe in this person. The first thing we can do is we can, we can really see how the actions that bother us, we can really see in them, we can ask, like, can I see these actions as an action of pain, of their own pain and suffering? And like, ask yourself, like, what has this person been through? Like, I'm curious about who this person is and why this person has created this patterning or this way of speaking or this way of showing up in the world. Like, what is their pain and suffering? And what this does is it cracks your own heart open to compassion. And to the ability to see that when people act unskillfully, it is because of their own fear, it is their own Um, insecurities. It is their projection of the things that they suffer from inside of themselves. And it's our job to see past their projections. It is our job in human beings to see their true nature, not what they project, not the things that they're saying in pain or insecurity. But really be able to see and, and label those things like, oh, I can see this person's like acting in fear or acting in rejection or acting in insecurity or acting in um, abandonment. Like really, we, it is our job to see people and to, we can label those things. Like, okay, I see this person and I see they're acting out in fear. And move those things aside knowing that it's not their true nature. Because you too, my friend, act out in fear, act out in insecurity, act out in fear of abandonment. Like we, every single human has their version of that. And we do not want to be treated by our version of that. So we also need to be considerate of not treating others based on their version of that. But really see it, move it to the side gently, like a curtain that your grandma made. Like, move it away gently to the side and look for their truest nature. Look for their goodness. Look for their innate goodness that every human being has and is born with. And in doing that, we begin to be more compassionate toward ourselves too. When we begin to move away other people's um, challenging ways of being and see their goodness underneath, knowing that it doesn't make them a bad person or an unworthy person, we begin to experience the same situation with ourselves. Like we too have these things that can be moved aside that are not us, that are simply patterns that we've been taught. And see what is underneath, what is true about us. And isn't that our job? To bring people back together. To be loving and compassionate. The world, if you look at the news, if you look anywhere, you can see it has enough separateness. The last thing that I want to bring up is why does this matter? And I wanna say that it matters because it approaches life from this place of fragility and impermanence. Like in the poem, we actually don't know what will happen later today, later this hour. We actually do not know what will happen when we leave the person we are with right now. We actually have no idea. We think that we know. And sometimes we have good idea. Yet the reality is, is that we don't actually know. Life is beyond fragile. Life is Impermanent, everything comes and goes. And that includes human beings. Human beings we know, human beings we don't know, ourselves. And to treat another, as I quote the poem again, as if you were the last one to touch them. And I'm gonna read this stanza one more time to kinda send it home. When a man pulls his wheeled suitcase too slowly through the airport, when the car in front of me doesn't signal, when the clerk at the pharmacy won't say thank you, I don't remember they're going to die. I want to offer to you that you begin noticing your interactions with others and getting curious how you can be present, fully engaged with each being you come across. Because this moment is actually all that we have. This moment, this breath, this interaction is it. And how you show up matters. If you try this on and something beautiful arises, please share it with me. You can go to KimberlyCoaching.com and you can go to my contact page and send me information about what arises for you. And if this podcast in any way moved you or touched you, I would be deeply grateful if you went to iTunes on your computer and you rated this podcast or you wrote a review about this podcast. I am so deeply grateful you are here. Who you are matters. The way you walk in the world matters. The words you speak matters. And may we all move toward a more skillful, wholesome way of living. Until next time.